Hello, and welcome back to the Galdercast. Music in today's episode comes courtesy of Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and Darren Curtis at DarrenCurtisMusic.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Licenses 3.0 and 4.0 respectively. Additional music comes from Arcane Anthems. You can support them at Patreon.com slash Arcane Anthems. If you want to help support this podcast, you can do so by heading over to Galdercast.Creator-Spring.com and checking out our show merch. Now, on to today's episode of Galdercast. I guess to start us off since it's been, you know, more than a hot minute. It's bla- it's been a, a, a flaming hot Cheeto minute. minute. It, it, it's been a hot hour. <laughs> a little bit. Hour. It's been a flaming hot Cheeto hour um, covered in uh, El Diablo hot sauce. So, you guys Oof. are in Enhelm. Uh, you are looking at doing a couple of things here. Um, Some errands. One... You guys are uh, intending to go after Ellen Grimaldi, another member of the Bright Guard, uh, who is apparently working beneath one of the Nonus Arcanum members uh, situated here in Enhelm, but you do not know who or which one. Um, you are here to uh, rescue? Question uh, mark Morrigan's ex questionable girlfriend uh, from the Saint Argus Eris Reformatory. Uh, which you have found in the city, um, so that might not come to fruition just this just this uh, session. Um, <clears throat> you have also come to delve into the depths of the Cliffkeep prison below the Iron Citadel in order to uh, seek out, search, and ask a few questions to the Burbalang Triad that resides at the lowest level. There within. <clears throat> um... And I know last session I had asked what you were planning on doing. So, uh, I know Smiley had said he wanted to try finding two of the uh, lion's descendants that had taken up residence in Enhelm. You guys wanted to go check out Graves' shop, as you had found his shop earlier. And, uh, well, you wanted to go after Ellen. So. Yeah, definitely is... want to get more info on Ellen. Um... <clears throat> I know also Sigmund had wanted to work on gun. There are a couple uh, workshops within the city <coughs> that you can go to. Nothing, you know, industrial, but it'll work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will also add there is a rather large library. Never really added that one in before because I hadn't decided it yet. So I have just Academy written in my notes. Uh, yeah, the Academy is the St. Argus Eris Reformatory. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, it's where Morgan's girlfriend is. I'm assuming that's what you mean by academy. Yes, I'm assuming too. So, um, the floor is yours. What do you guys want to do first? <clears throat> Eat a pickle. You, you, um, you do indeed. You can order some pickles <laughs> from, uh, within within your within your um pickle vendor. Uh, yes, it's the pickle vendor that I see on Instagram everywhere. I love him. Uh, it yes, is. Love you him. order pickles within the pillow fort where you are taking up residence. Um, oh, yeah. Excellent. Okay, oh, that now that the right. important piece. That was the other thing. What do you guys um, want to do? <laughs> now that you guys uh, have taken our long rest again, uh, I believe it's Sigmund and Panic who had reduced hit points. Those are back up. Yay! You just needed two rests to, to get rid of everything. 
Wow. So everyone is back to uh, relative tip top shape. To <clears throat> Wait, no, not there. That one. Wrong tab. Okay. Let's do so, some yeah. information gathering today. Yes. <laughs> so, what is your, your first? <laughs> you have received pickle. A wonderful, wonderful pickle. <laughs> um, the price of which is uh, essentially inconsequential to your overall wealth. Woohoo! <laughs> You know, hearing you have received paper and seeing the gift that uh, Tanya sent last time. Uh, awkward. <laughs> 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 um, okay. That's so exactly how you get it. received our pickle, or <laughs> some of us have received our pickles. Smiley, Smiley isn't feeling salty food right at this time of day. Um... <laughs> I think Smiley's just going to go ahead and set out looking for uh, looking for these people who just may have a similar lived experience to him. All right. <clears throat> so, I had said I'm going to have to go down to um, where is my notes for the lions? Did I not mark those? Lions, lions, lions. Where are you? Here we go. Lions. <clears throat> You got, uh, there were the Gold and Gardens families that had moved to Enhelm. Uh, which do you want to seek out first? The Gardens family sound like floors, I like that. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna go find the Gardens first. <clears throat> yes, to the florists! <laughs> um, you guys, you know, uh, or... Whoever is going with 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 Smiley at this time. I think I mean, all there's, of us. there's some logic in that. Like my family was corrupted by gold, so I don't want to go to the family that whose name is Gold. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. All right. If that's become our thing, I wonder what it was. If that was their whole thing already, you know. Um, I do not have a nice little thing up yet. You have art. Um, while I set up the art, I will also explain things. Uh, so yeah, you go through the city. You had obviously already found the um, the homes previous uh, in your day, you know, wandering the city, gathering information, what have you. And uh, you walk up to the Gardens family home. I believe this was the one that I... Yes. It is. So I will upload that in just a moment. But it's, you know, this is rather nice, um, lavish home. It's a large manor. Uh, given their implied uh, wealth, um, kind of like white bricked uh, exterior, it's slightly gated, um, with the same like kind of domed um, rooftops that most of the city has, gold accents around it. And again, this is the planar space. I'll say um, the flat space throughout the city, fairly limited. So like the gating is almost like three, five feet from the house itself. It's not, you know, this massive yard. <clears throat> but it's a nice house, and you walk up. Um, 
there is a, you know, lion head knocker on the door. Uh, brass, little old looking, possibly something they um, brought over when they moved here. However long. Thematic. <laughs> it's almost like it's a, a legacy. <clears throat> I know I also had one. Um, you just ring the knocker. You touch the knockers. Smiley always with the ladies. Yeah, you uh, really? Are you? Are you? We're we're literally here to, to save. We're literally here to save Morgan's maybe ex something. I don't know situationship, like she has with every other woman we meet, and I'm the player. Yeah, well, you're the one touching knockers right now. <laughs> Don't lie. If you had the chance, you would too. Yeah, but I'm not. So I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name this one Mariliona. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I've been watching Black Clover recently? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I ring the door knocker <laughs> and. Uh, Sort of, ch I, I look for any like semi-reflective glass surface. Check myself out. Try to make myself look somewhat presentable. You know, to the extent that that's possible after our journey. I mean, you guys did have uh, a decent night at an inn. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I haven't seen my barber in six months. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a little shaggy looking, you know. But overall, you you did have the chance to bathe and get some clothing washed and, you know, all that jazz. That and again, you guys are, are currently unarmed um, as your weapons have been stored within the Hoarder's Resort. <laughs> um, Put it in the hole. The hole. The hole. <laughs> it's not even a hole, it's a bag. This isn't critical. Anyway, no. you're a hole. <laughs> I mean, technically. No, you're a submarine. <laughs> yes, I'm currently a submarine. That is true. Matt, I'm glad I was on mute because the joke that the joke that I made was not appropriate. Uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so as you 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 know, tap the knocker a few times. Uh, about a minute passes before the door opens, and you see standing before you a um, woman in her maybe mid-fifties, put together, though, you know, there's like a stray hair or two within her bun. Looks like she's a, 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 having a leisurely day at home, so given uh, noble, to semi-noble status, still well put together and good looking, just, you know, like... Not updone with makeup and, and, and fancied hair and everything. <clears throat> was, uh... So I know, uh, I do know the names of the, uh, of the member of the Lions who was called Garden, right? Yes, Oliver Gardens. Oliver Gardens, great. Yeah. 
That was the stupid one. All, that I made. all of all of her gardens. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't have gone like you couldn't have gone like Sonus Garden, like Sound Garden or nothing like that. It had to be Oliver's. <laughs> Look, I couldn't think of anything uh, else. Also, I respect Soundgarden too much to make a joke about them. That's fair. <clears throat> that's fair. Plus, I was trying to make like well, very, very, very simplistic names. Anyways, <laughs> she opens. Goes, yeah. Um, hello. Uh, can I help you? I'm not expecting visitors today. Uh, hi there. I'm <laughs> looking for, well, pretty much anybody from House Garden. That would be me. I'm Flar. I can't say that word in a British accent. Fleur, like Flar Gardens. I can't say it in a British accent, so I'm not gonna try. It's Flar Gardens. I can tell you how. I can tell you how right now. Because they would drop the R for the most. Well, in RP, at least, they would drop the R. So it'd be like Fleur Gardens. Fleur Gardens. Yeah. Um, yeah, acting school. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm, I am the... Okay, the real, quest, the, the the question is, <clears throat> yep. the, the real question is, do I flirt? Because that's a good name to flirt with. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. You can certainly try. Do it. Okay, look, give me a second to think about this. Oh, God, Simon, okay, I, I want to do something really now. stupid. <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I got one, I got one, I got one. <coughs> you know, they said of all of my great-grandfather's companions, Oliver was the sweetest-faced, and it's fitting that his great-granddaughter would be named Fleur. Actually, this would be just his granddaughter. She's in her, okay, like... Okay, granddaughter, sure. ...50s, um, and... Just as you finish that sentence, you see a half-elf man, also with noble attire, um, maybe early 40s, walk into uh, view and go, Hey there, uh, Fleur? Who's at the door? Oh, it's a half-elf from Minnesota? Oh, I was trying to do this. <laughs> <clears throat> And he like walks up to the door as well, and um, Flair goes, "Well, honey, um, this is—I don't believe I caught your name." She looks a little, like, partway between bemused and annoyed, and like, "Dude, I'm married." Good luck, young man. I—I'm not real. I'm not trying. I'm just trying to make a good impression. So, um. <laughs> Uh, also, the fact that she married a half-elf means that she is she is immediately my boy. Uh, not racist, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, hey um, there, uh, good to meet you, I'm Danver. Uh, I've married into the family. <laughs> Who are you all? <laughs> He's like super friendly. <laughs> so, I have, I have, I have made the executive decision that the, uh, that the elven accent is vaguely Midwestern. So I launch into it. Oh, hey there, bud. Uh, well, it turns out we were looking for. Uh, well, we've been looking for some people, and we can use your guys' help. Uh, I, I'm the I'm the great grandson, uh, uh, a Leonard Grin. 
Uh, my name's my name's Smiley Grin, also known as Allery Grin. I'm uh, <coughs> I'm here on a mission with some buddies of mine. I, we were hoping you could help us. The switch. Oh my gods! <laughs> I have to try and get the character now. <clears throat> we could we could switch. Oh out well, there. That's <laughs> that's. Oh well, there. That's that's just wonderful. How about you all come in? I'll get us a round of coffees, or or you know, um, in Helm iced teas if you're looking for that kind of thing. And uh, we can talk all about it. Hey, come on in. He just like shows you all in. His wife, Lars, just standing there, kind of bewildered at what's going on. <laughs> She's so just loving holding this. the door open, you know, kind of lurch style. As if you just kind of walk <laughs> into the house following her husband. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, thanks, Miss Flores. I just appreciate you. It's <laughs> so, like. It takes a hot second before, you know, again, just this armored, though, you know, uh, unarmed group of individuals she just met just walks into her house following her husband. She goes, All right, then. Midwest nice baby. Closed, <laughs> just closes the door. <laughs> there is this look about her that this is not an uncommon occurrence, and her husband is horrifically friendly. <clears throat> <laughs> Um, yeah, you, uh, Danver, as so the he, Elber, <clears throat> Danver, as the Elvish uh, language is so, so very <laughs> elegant, but then when it translates to common, it's basically you like you're from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, nah. I don't know. Have you got any loot fisk? <laughs> so Danver shows you into a sitting room and goes, you all wait here just a minute. I'll get all those drinks sorted out, and I'll be right with you. Walks out in the room. Fleur walks, walks in, you know, behind you all. Sits down with you and goes, I, uh, I'd say I apologize for my husband, but honestly, it's his friendly nature that really enamored him to me, despite our age difference. Um, you said you were from the Grin, uh, household. Last I heard, they were in Lathan. What what brings you here? Um, well, I'm not sure if you've kept up to date on Roman. my family. Uh, they've taken something of a dark turn over the last couple of generations, and I'm something of the black sheep. Uh, so while we're out adventuring, trying to keep the country, the <laughs> continent, you know, the world safe, uh, I was functionally exiled from my family. So... Yeah, it's not a great situation on mm. our end. Um, I had hoped to find a somewhat friendlier welcome among my, among my great-grandfather's old comrades, or their descendants, at least. And I honestly can't say how nice it is to have found someone who's welcomed a half-elf into their lives. Well, but of course, um, I've never really had any prejudices against the other ancestries of the lands. Um, I mean, a few are a little frightening to look at, but talking to them usually um, eases that. Uh, I have not really had any, any contact with much of the other lion's descendants, though I did have a letter come for me from a, um... Uh, is Bianca the weird cousin? 
Bianca's the one who has a thing for me, but also yeah. will kill me. Okay. Um, from a, a Bianca grin. <laughs> grin. <clears throat> yes, my favorite cousin. <clears throat> I say this with like a with an odd grimace on my face because it's she's a she's a little too Texas for me. I did. I. <laughs> you said Texas. My voice was like, do it. Uh, I I did respond to the letter in kind, but uh, she was looking for contacts with Enhelm to help expand her own <clears throat> business ventures. I simply said that I was not looking for any monetary gain at the moment, and I was just living my life comfortably. But uh, thank you for the correspondence. I've not heard from her since. We've just been living peacefully here, us three, for a while. She's uh, she's very mercantile-minded. <clears throat> she likely dismissed you out of hand on that after that response. <clears throat> she That's is all an right. interesting person. <laughs> no, you're better Who's off. Who's the third? Me. Who's three? Um, you can actually see on the wall in the sitting room. There is a large family portrait of Fleur, Danver, and a younger half-elf uh, girl. Maybe aged around ten in the painting. <clears throat> oh. I look over there and I point, or I, I motion toward it and I go, your daughter? Yes, uh, that would be Roxanne. Sixteen now, though uh, she's not here at the moment. She's been enrolled at the St. Argus's Reformatory for some time. Uh, she was having a oh. bit of a rebellious streak and we are having trouble... <clears throat> Keeping her in hand at the moment, so we felt it best uh, boarding school, albeit local, was for the best. <clears throat> okay, so at, on hearing that, uh, Smiley has like a, a flash of what the fuck cross his face, <clears throat> uh, but quickly, quickly pushes I, I it down. <laughs> like really quickly pushes it down, almost, almost unnoticeable. Um, and mentions that ah, we're, uh, we were actually looking for we were actually trying to reach someone who's at the St. Argus uh, uh, but, uh, whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> the St. Argus Eris Reformatory that's it, that's the you thing. can also just call it St. Argus's, it's fine Yeah, <laughs> I know it's a uh, weird we also, name we're, all, we're actually here to see someone from St. Argus's uh, someone that I, mm-hmm. our companion here I point to Morgan, or I, I motion to Morgan, pointing is rude uh, uh, someone that she is very well acquainted with. <clears throat> yeah, she has a, a a bit of a look of concern at the moment when you say you're trying to contact someone at the school because you guys are all fairly older looking, you know, and primarily what? men. Fair- I'm, tw- I'm <laughs> okay. 25. <laughs> 25, this is a boarding school for children. This is okay, people wait, 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 below wait. 18. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Okay, never mind. I get, I get that. I get that vibe now. I understand that. I, I thought this was like a, a reformatory that was. Oh, it's just like an asylum, you know? No, this is this is a boarding school I, for nobles said, who have acted out. Okay, because I again I, I had a, I, I, I had a feeling that, that I thought that was the cover story, and then it was like, oh yeah, we sent Rosemary Kennedy there, and like, oh shit, you know? <clears throat> no, this is entirely modeled off of I think it's called Saint Agatha's School for Wayward Princesses from Star vs. the Forces of Evil, mm-hmm. where it's just you know noble girls who have a ridiculous or any rebellious streak whatsoever 
um, and their families can't handle them, tend to ship them off to the reformatory, be taught proper etiquette and all of that um, ridiculous shit. It's still... I, I don't know if I'd say corrupt, but it's very old school and um, conservative in its nature. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's not like, you know, lobotomizing people and keeping them there indefinitely. Okay. So more like more Matilda, less American Horror Story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's references. Just, it's endless references today. Listen, I, 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 I literally went dressed as a character from Matilda this year for Halloween. Um, and you can also see, like, in inside the sitting room, there's a much smaller portrait of just uh, Roxanne. In this one, she looks a bit older, and she is just pure punk. Oh, fucking <laughs> Like, there is, there is, like, black eyeliner and eyeshadow. There's, like, little metal spikes, like, on her clothing. Um, like, hook earrings, kind of plugs. Her hair is, like, all wild and shit. And there's actually, she's flipping off whoever is painting her. <laughs> she must have held that. She must have held that middle finger for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like she does not look happy in that this. Is, that is commitment. Um, Why did he paint that? Hilarious. <laughs> so, so I look at, I, I see that, and I look at her mother, and I go, <clears throat> I admit I like her style, but I understand. I think. <clears throat> <laughs> Um, at this point, Danver comes back in. He has like you know an array of coffees, teas, and very long, thin or tall, thin uh, glasses that have like a, a light brownish liquid in them. He goes, well, here, there. I the wasn't Lord. sure what exactly is everyone wanted. Is in the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. Just what everyone. Ah, I'm going Irish. Just what everyone wanted there. So I just kind of made about everything. Here you go. Uh, you can all take whatever you like. No problem. We can just drink the rest later. <clears throat> and it like puts the tray down on the table, picks up one of the long thin glasses, starts sipping it. <clears throat> I, I pick one up as well, and I go, "Sir, you're a king amongst half elves. We appreciate you." <laughs> but coach is going to get tiring for me, so I'm going to stop doing that soon. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, as and, and and he walks in, he's like, "Oh, so I see you're talking about Roxy. Have you seen our wonderful little girl?" <clears throat> he like he takes the flip like the her flipping off the painter photo and like brings it closer to you guys. Ah, she's just an angel, don't you know? She's currently at the Saint Argus Airs Reformatory, but I'm sure she'll be out in just a little bit of time. She had a bit of a rebellious streak, but. It'll all iron itself out. She's actually an angel down deep heart there. <clears throat> uh, I, I, I bet she's a real good girl. I bet you. I bet you. <laughs> like, the, there's very much a um, he dotes on his daughter vibe going on. <laughs> and Obviously. the mother is just, oh boy. <laughs> I, I, give him, I give him a little I give him a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge in the ribs. And mm -hmm. I go, oh, I, I uh, wonder where she got that rebellious streak from. Hey there. He, he uh, puts the painting like back on the mantle. It was kind of brushes off the dust the off the top and goes, so you were looking the, for uh, some people there, weren't you? The, the implication, by the way, is fully that he's the rebellious one. <laughs> he he is. I, I, it's like, less he seems rebellious, but like he definitely does not come from a noble background. He married into this family. He's probably like some stick stew that came off a farm or something like. 
I, I just, I desperately hope he's some, like, aging folk punk guy, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, he grew up, he grew up running from law and making moonshine kind of thing, and then he married into money, now he's like, oh, this is nice, actually. <laughs> There's definitely, um, a, I don't think I'll just call it starting, but a slowly developed rustic aesthetic to the interior of this home. Clearly his touch. Yeah, Smiley is, <clears throat> Smiley is very into it. Yeah. So you were, um, you said you were looking for some folks here, eh? He, like, puts the, 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 the painting back on the mantle, dusts it off, taps it a bit, and goes, Oh, uh, who are you looking for? I know quite a few people around here, don't you know? I've been around the city talking about, talking to who, but who knows who. <clears throat> I'm well acquainted here. <clears throat> His I wife has this, Flora just has this, this look on her face of, slight embarrassment but also just endearment to his his personality like oh god yeah, like you're adorable but shut the fuck up deeply embarrassed <laughs> adoration kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're adorable but please stop talking the best mm. yeah well uh we i had heard that there were uh you know a couple of a couple of uh descendants of the members of the lions around here uh, I, I had heard obviously about uh, the the garden family, but I had also heard the gold family had settled nearby, and um, we're also looking for somebody at Saint Aggie's. Uh, I, I, sorry, Saint Augustine. I, you know, I, I I like to shorten things sometimes, uh, but I had heard we had heard that uh, a friend of our friends over here is uh, is currently there, possibly, uh, you know, possibly somewhat uh, against her will, if you know what I mean. Uh, and we were hoping we could get a talk to her, make sure she's, you know, safe and all right, and that she's learning what she needs to learn over there. <laughs> Every I'm time I'm just kidding. breaking character. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, um, St. Argus, it's not, you know, the best looking place. I mean, it's it's all noble and all, you know, hoity-toity, um, top of the, the ladder rung people there. It's it's for um you know young ladies who have found their the, the, themselves a bit of a rebellious streak or, or other unsavory characteristics that their families have felt that uh, need to be ironed out just before they, they take over any family businesses. Um, so most are not there completely voluntarily. Um, they, they usually get out by their eighteenth birthday, as as is <clears throat> the curriculum. If not earlier, if the if the school feels that they're ready beforehand um we don't really know any of the other any other young young ladies that have taken up residence in the uh in the reformatory um but perhaps we can we can get a letter over to roxy see if she she might be able to help you out there but, i mean it is it is a a boarding school and it's, it's it's a little closed off from the rest of the city so you might have a, a hard time making any inquiries but uh, as as for other families, um, looks over to to his wife and goes, "There was another feller here, wasn't there? Um, the gold, the old the old feller, um, lonely old man. Is that is that who they're talking about, honey?" He goes, uh, "Yes, Danva. Um, it is. Um, <clears throat> uh, where is the name? Yes, that would be Ferdinand Gold. He's um." The last of the, the gold line, I don't think there will be any more after him. He's getting on in his age. He does live uh, about a 20 minutes uh, walk from here. A little bit of a, a recluse of sorts. 
doesn't really associate much outside his own home. <clears throat> We've paid him a visit or two um, over the past couple of years, but don't really have much in common past our, <clears throat> our ancestors having been a team together, so we don't talk all too often. Uh, Danver speaks back up and goes, Yeah, yeah, that was a lonely feller. Um, lots of books, old-looking things. Uh, not my kind of taste, you know. I'm, I'm much more of a hands-on kind of feller. I'm kind of motions towards the back, and you can see, despite the very limited space that the house can God. occupy, it is just filled with, with plants and flowers, and any space he can has been turned into a garden here. Um, much more of a hands-out, <laughs> out, out, outdoorsy kind, you know? <clears throat> This guy might actually be me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying Wait, to grow a lemon a tree in my office in right now. Kitchen, oh my god! Something? My sister is. I'm also office. picturing like a full. I'm picturing a full Nick Offerman wood, wood shop in the back too. <laughs> no, it's like again, it's maybe like three to five feet between fence and home, so there's not a whole lot of space. But this man has okay. turned everything he can to garden. Nice. Okay. Uh, by the way, out of out of character, uh, we have a new mission. Get get the get the old guy gold to adopt the gecko. What? <laughs> he has no heirs, and you're adorable. Let's go. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> a good plan. Oh boy, I can give um, him a bug. You can I, give him a bug. Honestly, he might like that. Um. Okay. So continue. <laughs> Um, We're also looking for a lady named Ellen. Oh yeah, that's we right. Know? We're looking. At, we're looking for a for a for a for a for a nice little mademoiselle named Ellen Grimaldi, and we'd heard that she'd been around here, but uh, you know, we we she's tough to get information on. You know, don't you know? <clears throat> hmm. Ellen Grimaldi. I don't know about the last name, but there is there is a a, a lady, you know, kind of studious looking sort, moved here um, about a year ago, maybe a little less. Took up uh, took up residence in um, that uh, that Tabaxi's home. Uh, what 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 was their name? Uh, Ashan Ranarim, Ash, Ashan Ashan Ranarim, something like that. Uh, you know, Darkford Tabaxi feller uh, loves dressing in very bright colors. Doesn't come out all too often, but very loud in terms of attire. <clears throat> and uh, Fleur goes. Well, we do like our cats zesty. <laughs> Fleur goes. Yes, if I'm, if I am correct. Uh, again, I don't know about the. Um, Ellen uh, Grimaldi, but there is a, a woman who has taken either study or contract with uh, one of the other nobles within the city. Um, a uh, a Sean Renorum. They have been here for at least a decade. <clears throat> we don't associate with the other nobles all too often. No. <clears throat> We like to stay mostly to ourselves. At least I I do. But there is um, a manor <clears throat> across the uh, across the plateaus 
that would be uh, their home if you're looking to contact them. <clears throat> she like write. Uh, she goes, if you'd like, I can try writing down the uh, address for you. Oh, yes, we would, please. We would appreciate that greatly. Thank you. You're so kind. Right so then, kind. Uh, just uh, give me a few minutes. I'll see if I can uh, find it. She excuses herself, walks out of the room, and for the next, I'd say five to ten minutes, while she's gone, Danver is nonstop talking, just completely about his daughter, like nonstop, like telling you weird little stories of things she did when she was younger. Um, everything that she was like, and just very much, um, this is, this is a girl dad, and he absolutely adores his daughter. 100%. Oh yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm fully adopting that. this kid as my cousin already. <laughs> we, we are, Sigmund is also fully engaging this man in his indulgence. Like this, this, first off, there's, op, there's already a literal family tie there. Our grandparents, our, her grandfather and my great-grandfather died together. Um, her kid and my kid are the same gen- her, her kid and me are the same generation like this is this is just my baby cousin yeah. she's going through a phase and, and so, uh, he's like showing not, you things that she's phase, made this is also very much the parent who kept every art project their child ever made so there's like you know <laughs> little hand paintings on like parchment and can and like rough canvas that he like pulls out of a nearby chest he's like showing you like teeny <laughs> tiny yeah, baby handprints and then he's also showing you things she made when she was like 15 16 it's like the darkest, like gothic paintings, and he's just absolutely enamored with them, showing them off like they're, you know, I wouldn't say Van Gogh, but like just bright colored happiness. He's like, yeah, don't you look at all of this? Just absolute talent, Roxy has. Just look at all of the brushstrokes here, and it's like a freaking like decaying skull. <laughs> this is like a reverse Adams family. Yep, <clears throat> I love it. I love it. It's perfect. This is very much like a child who went goth because her parents are too loving of her. She's like, fucking piss off. Let me be mopey and punk. Stop being so wholesome. Like, stop accepting my phase, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, basically. Stop being supportive. <laughs> stop being supportive of me. I need, <laughs> I need problems in my life. You, you guys know that, that the temper tantrum that kids always pitch when they can't get the new game system? It, it's that, but in this case, it's trauma. Like, what? Trauma? Jimmy has trauma. <laughs> All my friends have some. I want some, too. It's almost like in Futurama oh. when Leela becomes way younger. She cheeps trying to have a childhood, but her parents are just like, here, go drink. Oh, yes. Very much like that. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, after hearing about Roxanne Gardens <laughs> or Roxy Gardens. <laughs> yes, I named her Rock Garden. What? Did I not name this family entirely Olive Garden, Flower Garden, and Rock Garden? <laughs> rock. Oh my god, Rock. <laughs> I love it. I um, mean, it's even better because she's a punk rock garden. Exactly. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god. Did I do that on purpose? <laughs> Who knows? Yes. Uh Fleur returns oh, um with with a small folded piece of paper and she goes, Yeah, this should be um the address for um, the Sean Renorum. <laughs> Thank you. Um And she walks in before absolutely knowing the like exactly what her husband has been doing this entire time and going, I 
I think they've heard enough about Oh yeah, she, she, knows which, she knows which piece of artwork he's on, just, just out of habit. There's a oh, like, as she like, walked he's, in, he's he kind of like pushed timeline. things to the side. Like as she walked in, he's like, whoop, pushed things to the side a little bit. <laughs> like I was totally not reminiscing about Aaron Darder's entire life within 10 minutes. Under the couch cushion where she's about to sit, she ignores it. She sits on that couch cushion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, she, kicks she, it she under the rug. There. She's just ignoring it. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> and she goes, well, dear, I think they've heard well enough about Roxanne for now. <clears throat> Before we leave the topic, and hopefully I'm not being presumptuous, in our journey thus far, we've come across situations before, several, in fact, entirely too many, nearly 100% of the time even, uh, where uh, an authoritative or an institution with authority like this has been abusing it to a very serious degree. Um, <clears throat> just, you know, as as friends of the family, albeit a couple of generations removed, and now feeling a very distinct sense of kinship with your husband, uh, I just want to ready you for the possibility that we may run into this here as well, and there may be some consequences. Uh, so if your daughter turns up on your doorstep in the next couple of days. Out of the blue? Uh, completely disavow us, I suppose, but please don't be upset. <clears throat> uh, Fleur has this, like, oh my! Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my, this is... That's, that's quite the, the statement, like, look on her. Um, one, Danver, blushing. <clears throat> at, at Smiley's... At Smiley's <laughs> comment about kinship. He's just, like, he's a little flustered. He's like, oh my, I, I don't, I do well, um, was, um, I mean, I look dead in the eyes and go, and I go, <laughs> I look dead for dead in the eyes and go, you are officially one of my favorite cousins, <laughs> which may not be saying much considering my family, but still you're like, you're like top two. <laughs> he's, he's like muttering under his breath, just a little, you know, got the vapors sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is like friendly, even for him, like. <laughs> he, he's a little flustered. It's he's rarely met, he seems to be rarely met with equal friendliness. Um, but he he loves it. It's he's, second, he's got someone, a smile the on. Second him. someone gives it to me, yeah. The second someone gives it to me, I give it right back. And this guy is my guy, ride or die, motherfucker. Him and his whole um, family now. <laughs> yeah, they just go. Um, Danver completely like flustered and then. Now, uh, Fleur goes, well, uh, that's, um, a little worrying, though, uh, the well, Dargus has been around for, um, at least a century or two now, um, it's we, been around we for, might get for almost down. forever. We <clears throat> did just have to eliminate someone who'd been around for, I, I turned to, I turned to Sigmund and go, how, how long was it? Four or five hundred years? Five hundred years. Yeah, five hundred years and he was running the city government from the shadows, so it's... Talking about Averius? Yeah. 100%. He, he was, he was uh, only 100 and like Plus 50 years old. Plus a old demon. Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. 150 years old, but also there was the demon in that other city, uh, or the devil, or whichever it was, who we had to take down, who was a part of the first devil war as well. So it's a whole... <clears throat> we've burned down at least three cabals. We're yeah, we... working on a fourth. <laughs> we've, taken, we've, we've taken to calling ourselves the young lions for a reason. We're, we're kind of taking after my great-grandfather. 
They kind of like, yeah. they, they give you a nod and like, okay, there's a bit of worry because, you know, we're talking about a place that they have entrusted their daughter to, but it seems that given the school's no, reputation, um, they do have like this sense of, I mean, this is just the worst, worst case scenario. They still believe that the reformatory is, you you are very much just describing like a worst case scenario, like in like a one one hundred oh, chance. Yeah, like the of. absolute worst of no, no, one in ten thousand. The, the, but we, I, I personally believe in being prepared for the absolute worst. That way, anything that's better than that is a pleasant surprise. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and as you guys are, are uh, leaving, just, um, I, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like just in my in my experience, Fleur, the worst of the worst has come to pass entirely too often and I realize that's not the case for most people or really anybody other than me uh, but it, it has influenced how I react to things yeah so apologies for worrying you uh, <laughs> more than likely they're just very strict as they should be but you know if, if, there, <clears throat> if there are explosions you know which way to run that's all of course I'll Thank you very much, at least for the, um, <clears throat> the advertisement. Morning. <clears throat> yes. And, like, as you guys are leaving, she goes, it's, it was very nice to, um, to meet another descendant of our families, uh, or group's legacy. Uh, much more pleasant than the letter your cousin sent, implied of the grins. <clears throat> and, uh, I, uh, yeah, despite I'm him different. being a bit of a, a, a anti-social recluse, I do... Maybe suggest paying uh, Ferdinand Gold a visit. He is on in his years, and I don't think he would completely reject the company. And uh, you oh, guys are leaving Danver. Yeah. Danver is like up, up, so up I, at the door with you. He goes, It was an absolute pleasure to meet you. And he's like, two hands shaking Smiley's hand, like oh, nonstop. Yeah, yeah, like, like, if I, you ever feel the need to, you know, just drop by again. A family, a friend of a family is a family of my, of my own. And you know, just the, the home is welcome to all of you. And you, you can just, you know, just, just come on, come right on in. Just, I'll, I'll make them all, all some tea, some tall glasses, you know. Um, it's just going on. <laughs> uh, Fleur has to stop and be like, "Okay, okay, Danva, please, um, let them, let them leave." She's like prying his hands off of you. Just, yeah. um, just so, before we leave, Sigmund puts a shoulder on, uh, on the half elf shoulder, and he says, "We might not be family, but I like you." And then he leaves. <laughs> oh, that's as he turns around. I go, as 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 Sigmund turns around, I look at him in shock, mouth full, like jaw fully dropped, and I go. But I don't think you understand. He hasn't even told us he likes us yet. We've been with him for six months. <laughs> um, so I, um, I, I clap he... Fleur's hand in like a in like a tight shake, and I go, "Thank you for your hospitality. It was truly excellent to meet someone else from descended from the lions." Oh, I turn, I turn to, uh, I turn to Danver, and I go, "Rather from the bottom of me heart, we appreciate you." And you there, <laughs> you take you take care of her. She is a rare woman, rarer for men with with family trees like ours. He goes, ah, I don't you know? He gives you like a knowing wink, and like as Sigmund had said, like we may not be family. He like you know puts his arm on your or his hand on your um your upper arm. He goes, ah, oh, don't worry, friend. Don't worry, buddy. You know, a friend of a family friend is family, and for me, indeed. And Fleur has to pry him away again, and. 
You know, she like leads him back into the house, and you can hear as the door is just swinging itself closed. I oh, weren't they nice people? I like meeting new folks, especially from from your side of the family. And it's just again not uh, going on. She's like, stunning. Let's 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 go to the garden. <laughs> you can calm down. Um, and you guys leave after the whirlwind that was Danvers' friendliness. By the way, after this exchange. Smiley's racism toward elves, ironically toward his own kind, has been greatly alleviated. (laughs) Not gone. Not gone. The full elves are still bastards, but at least I know there are others like me. This this man was very friendly. Keep in mind, I I was abandoned by my mother as a child, so it's it's not going anywhere. It's not fully going anywhere anytime soon. Hmm. What's your next stop? <clears throat> Are you going to uh, Ferdinand's workshop? Ferdinand? Ferdinand okay. for Sigmund. So Sigmund's going to head over to a workshop. Park company and find a workshop. Okay. okay. I'll keep um, a little workshop. Hey, let's go. Let's go with. Uh, let's go with. Let's go with Sigmund because I. I feel like he and <laughs> and uh, Ferdinand meeting is a good idea. Um. So Sigmund heads over to a workshop. Um. This will actually probably take a, a number of hours for Sigmund. Uh, you had already found one the previous day, so you know you walk in. It's just yes, it doesn't really have right. a name. It's just you know the stone and anvil, like a, a generalized um, blacksmith shop. Uh, you walk in, sure. you find a uh, an over an older dwarven man, um, kind of like salt and pepper beard, all braided into a, like a tight braid with a heavy. You could call it a bead, but it looks like it weighs at least a pound. Um, mm-hmm. Ending the beard together. Um, like hammering away with this really f- uh, massive flattening hammer on some piece of metal. <clears throat> uh, tell like me, I'm- sir, as I walk in, tell me, um, you're the proprietor of this establishment? I did you be me. Excellent. Tell me, dwarves are famed for their metalwork. Would you be up to the challenge for a bit of delicate finery? I'm sorry, what was that? You see, he holds up a, a cone to his ear, kind of like leans forward to you. This this is, he's oh, hard of hearing. <laughs> so, um, in that case, Sigmund like waves him over, pulls out his notebook, unfurls it, and unfurls like the plans for a few of the components for what he's trying to build. Yeah. And he then points puts, at them. He, you do this. He like squints at the paper for a second. A long second goes pulls out from his, his leather apron this extraordinarily thick set of glasses. Like these are Coke oh bottle my. glasses here. Puts them on. His eyes just increased by three times. Looks at the paper. Not just Coke bottle glasses. Two Coke bottle glasses. Like, mm-hmm. it's... They, they, they go from, like, squinty eyes, like, covered by eyebrows and just age to, like, the size of, like, milk saucers. Like... Hey, this is a fancy piece of machinery you get going on there. Yes, it is very fancy. Do you think you could help me make some of it? You might need a little bit of help working on the few of these things here. 
That piece right there, that looks yes. like it needs a delicate touch. <laughs> Indeed. Are you up to the task? No, it's about 1 p.m. <laughs> Excellent. He's going to do just fine. This is going great. Say, Sonny, do you need some help with this contraption here? Just nod wildly. Nods. <laughs> right then he, like, you're a decent amount taller than this guy. He raises this, like, thick, calloused, meaty hand on your shoulder, clasps it down on you twice, and, like, you buckle a little under that, under the hit. Right then, just come in and hear me and Walks away with your notebook, muttering something. But it's a vaguely Scottish blacksmith. I, I look back at Smiley and I go, he speaks my language. And then I go back into I, the back with him. I he just leaves you. Goes back, I shout behind him, that was language? <laughs> as you're, as you walk in, I don't know if the rest of you are going to follow, but you walk into like just the workshop and it's, no. it's a blacksmith's workshop. It's like stone floor has been swept as best as it can, you know, don't want wood in a blacksmith shop. There's a big um, kiln furnace to one side, roaring away with a massive billows. Every now and then he, like, just reaches over and cranks a few times to get it going. Uh, you see there's a number of just tools hanging on the wall. There's um, a, a pile of things he's made partially labeled with, like, doctor's handwriting. <laughs> Like old, old, old man handwriting that only he can understand with like tags and like who it belongs to. His writing is Scottish. Mm -hmm. Even his writing has an accent. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like it is horrendous writing. Like he's the only one who's going to be able this to read is, this. Um, this is for a pretty shrimpy interpret. And yeah, this it's like clearly a very, very old blacksmith shop. Um, and it's not like this guy is, you know, extraordinarily good, but he's practiced. He makes simple things really well. You know, just your general blacksmith. And uh, he walks over to um, his workbench, one that uh, thick, thick, thick lacquered wood um, that is not going to catch fire easily. Brushes a few well, like old tools to the side, lays out your notebook, kind of folds out the plans a little bit, starts looking over things with his with his glasses, you know, muttering a few things under his breath. You don't even see a mouth. It's just beard. Thick mustache, thick braided beard. Every now and then that like heavy metal bead at the end of his his braid just kind of swings as he talks. <clears throat> He's completely forgotten the the hearing <laughs> horn. Mm -hmm. At this point, he's just looking over, muttering things to himself. Or talking to you, you're not entirely too sure. You only really catch every Does other, like, fifth word. <clears throat> Does he have any, like, unfinished projects? There is definitely a pile. Um, you're not mm -hmm. sure if they're, you know, there's there's left there unfinished, or if, like, it's just things he's in the middle of working on. <clears throat> Are there any that could be completed in, like, a couple of minutes while he's taking a look at the notes? I mean, there is the the horseshoes that he was currently working on when you walked in. Uh, he was just in the process of so flattening up, them out again. <clears throat> I pick up the horseshoes, I pick up a hammer, and I flatten them out. Okay, so he's just looking over the plans, 
talking, muttering loudly to himself. It's when you hear it and through this. Yeah, and he's just going on like that, and uh, eventually turns around and goes, Hurry, then, better get started, right or he? You stay here! Horseshoes. <laughs> he looks like, Oh, you're still here! Um, goes, grabs this, like. As I'm standing next to a pile <laughs> of finished horseshoes. Yeah, you, like, as you're, like, finishing the last. Well, they're not finished. They're, um. Oh, yeah, no. They're about a. They're, I'll say with your. Make a tools check. We'll see. We'll see. Make a tools check. Damn. Uh, blacksmith. Sure, make a tools check. <laughs> we'll see if you can finish these quickly. Uh, any any abilities? Uh this would be Dex. Dex? Yeah. This is how quickly you can get these done and how well. 26. 26. Uh yeah, you definitely finish those. Uh in the time that he was going over your plans, refining them in his own way to like how he works. Um, you were able to finish flattening out the last two shoes, tossed the two that were finished into the uh, into the fire, and then you just you kind of swapped out two for two, took out the two, uh, hammered the holes through them for the uh, for the nails to go in or the the studs to go in. Mm-hmm. Finished those pots to the side, put it the other ones, did the same thing, put them to the side. And there's like there's a set of finished horseshoes um on the side, and like as he turns around to talk. The last two are still glowing, like with this straw color. Goes, <clears throat> oh, you can use tools. That's just great. But you're gonna help me with this one. We're gonna get started with me. So you, Sunny, you go yes. grab those metal things. Right? And he starts directing you and like what to do. Um, 100% so on it. <clears throat> make me a blacksmith's tools at advantage, because this man is gonna be helping you. We're gonna see how much you can get done. Uh, so far. Let's toggle the advantage. Don't forget that. Is this also a dex check? Yes, this is also going to be dex. <clears throat> 23. Good. Uh, so in the next three hours, we'll give you are able to complete the barrel heavily reinforced um, yes. with given this man's, you know, dwarven heritage. He does have it, there, there is now a dwarven aesthetic to it. There's a slight flair to the end. <clears throat> Love it. Um, like it's it's ever so slight, just to help it from completely banana peeling at any point. And there's reinforcement along the way. It's also been uh, beveled along the outside, so you have this kind of like hex shape on the outside, but perfectly round on the inside. There is um. As you've been working, he was able to grind in this like spiral groove on the inside to help your projectiles get a little bit more velocity through spin. Um, you are also able to get part of the uh, shoulder brace or the stock done. Um, but it's like this kind of metal brace that goes around the outside of the uh, the wood stock itself. Love it. So you have this maybe... Uh, 20 to 30% completed uh, in terms of metal work <clears throat> within three hours. I dig it. Uh, do you want to continue for the day or are you going to go with the rest of the team? I'm assuming they stayed with you. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> if they're still here, I'm going to be like, what, are, are we late for an appointment or something? Do you need me? 
You were going to go talk to the old man. I guess we don't need you. Yeah, I just thought you might like being there for that. Oh, well, then, of course, I, I, I will join you. Sorry, I got caught up with making things. No, Sorry. Totally, it is totally fine. And you guys, uh, you, it's you're okay. watching. No did, in you, here. did you just invent rifling? I mean, <laughs> I mean he has a gun yeah, already. Yes, I call it rifling. It, it, it spins the projectile to produce a more accurate shot, which I'm going to need for this because <laughs> this yeah, so gun could knock me off my ass. Of, yeah, so and like, tumbling, yeah. so you guys are watching this happen, and this is, like, you've seen Sigmund's other rifle. It is built onto the staff he first had. It's like this long hunting rifle, thin barrel, but it does have a powerful kick. This thing is about <laughs> half the length, but it's like an inch and a half thick just on the barrel like the the shell of the Jesus barrel is like an Christ. inch and a half thick of metal this thing could knock me on my ass i am Wait, not joking what are you shooting with this 30 off six uh i call Dragon. it a four bore oh, okay but kept asking kevin what 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 caliber would it translate to approximately it was huge um, it's an elephant gun it's a four bore it's a four bore rifle which, um, I think the diameter is like a full. Hold on, let me. I think we're both looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> All three of us. Um, oh, the gauge is anywhere from four to ten gauge bullet. Because they don't really make this gun much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um the bullet diameter oh, here we is go. a full inch. Um current or, or more accurate uh, or, or modern measurements is a point forty seven. Point forty seven nitro express or something like that. <laughs> a point five eight five caliber. <laughs> it's an elephant gun. This this makes bad news look like a pea shooter. <laughs> It's it's bigger yeah. than that. It's oh it, okay. So the the projectile is one point zero five inches in diameter. A yep. point a, a ninety a nine fifty caliber <laughs> is smaller than that. Yes. Elephant gun is elephant gun is putting it mildly. Yeah. That yeah. This is, is this is almost a hand Jesus cannon. Christ. <clears throat> it is a hand cannon. That's that's literally fuck me. That's bigger than my thumb. Um. <laughs> This is gonna have yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous recoil and kick. Oh, fun fact: the larger the the, the heavier the the heavier the projectile, the less usually the well not not necessarily the less kick it has. Oh no, but, I've seen uh, videos of like, this I've, thing. Holy shit! I've oh yeah, this yes, but I I've shot a three eighty versus a forty four, and the forty four has significantly less kick. Like it's got more back. It, 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 it's weird. It, it recoiled harder backward, but it didn't kick up as much. Is what I'm getting at. Um. Oh yeah, but it'll throw you on your ass. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because you're basically shooting a 20 gauge slug. Or more. Yeah. Fuck. A 12 gauge thing. I don't even know. I don't have anything to really accurately compare it with, but I know what it'll do to you. Because I had a bruise on my shoulder for a week after fucking shooting a 12 gauge for a day. Um. Yeah. So for 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 anybody listening, a bullet like this doesn't hurt just because there's nothing left to hurt. <laughs> Yeah, these things are you're, big. You're, 
You're there one second, and then a part of you is pink mist the next. Jesus. And this one will actually have to take bullets, too. Yeah, I can't. I, because my rifle is my um, staff has already got the uh, repeater. Oh, I will also say yeah. that this does cost you. Uh, uh, did I ever give you a price for the full gun? You did not. I did not. Uh, no, you did, and I I paid for all the materials already. That's oh, why you did. Okay. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. Did uh, did Morgan ever buy that uh, that robe off me, or did we get around to that yet? Uh. I, I, I think I she, if we did that. It was like a month and a half ago last we played. I know. I'm pretty sure she has the coagulation armor, but you put it on credit, essentially. That's what it was. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, put it on layaway for. Her. <clears throat> well, not layaway because she has it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know she unattuned from something to reattune to that instead. Yeah. Cool. 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 Just want to make sure that she has like good armor for her level. <clears throat> um. So yeah, uh, yeah, this thing is. You guys are watching this. This thing looks ridiculously big, uh, in terms of just the caliber it's going to be shooting. Um, even for those not, you know, entire extraordinarily intelligent, this is fucking hefty. Well, he, he's, I mean, he's basically <laughs> shooting a, uh, he's basically shooting a shower, okay. like like a, a hotel size shampoo bottle at people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so yeah, and he's make it uh -huh. like. You you have a handheld mortar, dog. What the fuck? Um. Yeah. After a little bit, you guys. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Imagine off. using that as a focus to shoot magic missiles at people. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's, what my, that's that's what my musket. That's what my musket is for. Nice. Oh, the only time a musket was ever accurate. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Alright, so let's go see uh, Senor Ferdinand Gold. Yes. Actually, Senor is uh, pretty senior. accurate. <laughs> senior, senior, junior? No. Um, I'm, yes! I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone knows the movie to a degree. But Ferdinand the Bold? No. You mean the book? <laughs> no, there's a character I'm basing this man off of, off of one of my favorite movies. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. I feel like Tanya's going to know which one. One of your favorite I movies. Right away. Sure. Human well, centipede. I... Is he the guy at the back? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you guys, um, you go around to another one of the plateaus, crossing a couple of bridges. Um, <clears throat> and as you walk through the guys. city, you just have this kind of like unending yeah. feeling of um, just being watched. No. I want everyone to make me a perception check, please. There it fucking is. Was. Perception. Somebody's watching me. Somebody's watching Why is, uh... That shouldn't have been at advantage. Look at me I always feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah. I always forget that I can see Georgia's rolls for some reason. Don't ask me, but you're welcome. Oh, I guess I don't see much. I don't see nothing. I do not see much either. Wow, that's rough. Are you rolling for uh, Morrigan? Yes, shit. I forgot I have to do that. It'll just be a moment. Get a 20, get a 20, get a 20, get a 20. 
More I have dead. to go down to where uh, your guys' stuff is. Hey, does More anybody dead. else have? Uh, is it? Is anybody else's uh, roll twenty character sheet coming up black and white? Right, not black and white, but like in night mode, basically. Yes, because mm, I said it that way. Mine's always been set in night mode. Ah, I, was gonna okay. say, I know mine is set that way. <laughs> I I don't like I I always have everything in night mode. Yeah, or in dark I mode. I can't stand having the white screens everywhere. I usually do, but it is the on on this new screen of mine. It's fucking with my eyes. I'm a I'm a. All right, do, so do uh, perceptions. Fifteen, five, thirteen. Oh, eight. Se- oh my lords. That yeah, did we not really go bad. well. <laughs> Yay, um, so, Sigmund and Morrigan uh, both notice, like, the gargoyles everywhere. People try to stay out of the visual range of these things. <clears throat> um, like, you see they try to stick to the sides of buildings where these are not gonna see them, and Morgan especially can notice that the gargoyles' heads will actually move slightly. Watching the street. Ew. No. These are living gargoyles. Being used as CCTV. Yep, they they are high security. They are visual and audio uh, together. Yeah, there's this, this... The more time you spend in the city, the more you notice that this is heavily policed just without a active or visible police presence. It is just CCTVs and security cameras everywhere. You see less guards and soldiers here than you did in Kosra. No, that uh, makes sense. As you, you know, you walk through you eventually come to uh, where you had previously found the Gold Estate. Uh, this one is, again, a little similar to uh, the gardens, where given the limited, you know, uh, ground space, space does not have much of a property, but it is a decent-sized manor. And it has... Oh, it's, uh, it's this, what you're saying. Yeah, it's this short gate that goes around the house separating it from the nearby properties and just a couple of feet from, from the front. Um, this one definitely Actually, looks a lot older. <laughs> um, this estate looks definitely much more run down. Um, it's been hit with age. It has not been upkept. Um, there is this, like, in the space between the gate and the home, there's this small, like, kind of fountain pool that just is not, it's not running. There's old still water in it. Um, like this is this is a very very rundown house. You can see there's there's uh, windows that have been partially boarded uh, or repaired, but not professionally. There's water damage to the roof. It's very much an old like an old money manor that has just run out of money. Um, and you see, there's a similar like lion knocker on the front, but this one is heavily tarnished. Slightly different style from the from the Gardens Estate and from the Grin Estate. A lot of them have, you know, lion themes and aesthetics and, and, and uh, accoutrement around properties, given their ancestries and heritage. 
this one is just heavily run down. It's like a flat, just embezzlement of a or, or embezzled uh, thing of a knocker. <laughs> it's an embezzlement. He stole it from a company. Um, oh, okay. Well, now I definitely like it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just used the wrong word. I know. Uh, but yeah, you you guys <laughs> walk up and you hit the knocker a few times. You hear. Uh, I actually, before b- before we knock, I, I try to polish it up a little bit. Mm. <laughs> okay, sure. You like take your sleeve and rub your your forearm on it a bit. Yeah, try try to get just a little bit of this like gunk off of it. It's less. It's it's more akin to um the Statue of Liberty used to be bronze. <laughs> Or copper oh, or whatever so just, it was. Like it's it's tarnished by just age and weathering. It's not just dirty. Um you're yeah, this some, would like some, take a lot of tarnished, yeah. you can polish it off. Anyway. Like you can this would take a lot of time to a lot of time and a lot of effort to just untarnish and properly I, clean. I whip out some barkeeper's friend and a rag and go to town. <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit of varsol and start scrubbing. Um, yeah, you can yeah. also hear this like faint uh, violin music coming from inside. Is it um, good? Definitely a practiced hand, okay. um, but not something that's um, we'll say as improv- improvisational as Sir Zed. Like Sir Zed was this um, Does fantastical. Give us <laughs> no, <laughs> Sir Zed was this kind of like melancholic, fantastical uh, melody that would just shift and change constantly uh, in its tone and its form. This is a very rigidly practiced uh, piece that was written either by this person or by someone else. It is like it's a very studied just violin piece. Very classical. I mean, it's um, it's not a fair comparison to make. Like it's it's very well played, but it is very rigid and classical in its tune. So he he is not beating the devil in a fiddle in a fiddling match, is what you're saying? No, this is a man that is very very classically trained. Um, I got it. Thank you, thank you. Ooh. I'm glad someone did. I I got it too. Don't worry. <laughs> and uh, you'll be surprised as to uh, I have that reference somewhere else in the campaign. Nice. Oh, stop! No, of course. <laughs> Uh, so the you, real you, question is: the real question is, are we getting bardic inspiration from this? <laughs> no, obviously. <laughs> okay, uh, so I yeah, I try to just bring some dignity. Up a little bit. I try to bring some dignity back to the lion, and then I knock. Yeah, you knock, and uh, after like a second, the violin just stops. Yeah. Yes, give me a moment. Like kind of shuffling sound of feet that are not fully lifting from hardwood floors. I just want to throw this out there uh, for in in case anybody is still alive from back when my great grandfather was around. I am like the half elven spitting image of him. Just throwing that one out there. Yeah, uh, I have to think if this man. Well, he if if he's the generation that I think he is, he might be someone's kid. So maybe, maybe not, but. Um, he, he may have been around my great grandfather was, but not, but never met him. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, because we will run into someone who has met him at some point. <laughs> so I just yeah. want to have it out there. Yeah, he. Uh, you watch open the door. An older man 
uh, probably in his late 70s to early 80s. Um, uh, kind of male pattern, balding, or balded, I should say. Just very limited hair left. He has uh, very thin or, or small glasses on a rope around his neck. He's you know, essentially wearing a cardigan and slacks with loafers on. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the medieval style of this, we'll say. Um, he has the violin and bow, like, still in his hand. <clears throat> um, he's a little shorter than Sigmund is, I'd say. And and he's got a bit of a, like, just an older, like, time hunch to him. Opens the door and goes, Yes, um, how may I help you? Um, I was not expecting Hi. visitors today. Ferdinand Gold? <laughs> I, yes, I am the Ferdinand oh, Gold. Uh, who might you be? My name is... Yeah, my name is Alaric Grin. I'm the uh, great-grandson of Leonard Grin. He, like, gives and, you a uh, bit of a look and... I had been hoping to meet with you. Grin, you are nuts. <laughs> Related to a Bianca? Are you? She is a cousin mm. who seems to be making the rounds. Right. They're we, very different. We, oh, uh, <clears throat> how can I help just you met today, Sir Green? Uh, if I may speak, if if I may just speak to my demeanor, uh, we just met with the Gardens family. We were told that uh, Bianca may have said that the family is generally unpleasant. I I'd like to just say that I'm not like the rest of them, if that's what you're concerned about. Uh, make a persuasion. Just getting out of the way. And <laughs> With advantage, because it's the truth? <laughs> no, just persuasion. <laughs> just persuasion. <clears throat> 18. Not bad. Well, well, you do seem... Somewhat more pleasant than the letter your cousin had written me. Fine. I am. Uh, I do not have much they, that I can offer you, I'm... but I can offer you my time. Over that I have. And he opens the door Yay. further, and you guys can walk in. You see, like, house is almost empty. <coughs> like it's a couple pieces of furniture that have been covered with cloth. Um, the floors are old and worn. You can hear there's a leak somewhere in the house. Like, this is an old, old, old estate that the money is gone. And um, you walk in. He kind of just walks away into a room, kind of leading you away. Um, there's a small, very old sofa to one side, along with two chairs, like old wooden chairs. But you can see that to one room, the only thing here that looks very well kept, aside from his violin, is this collection of books. Ooh, books. A very, very old collection of books. You can see <coughs> these are all, like, very professionally hand-bound. Uh, I mean, all books at this point would have had to be, but these are, like, one-of-a-kind hand-bound, no title or anything. These are very precisely and uniquely made books all arranged very perfectly at least a foot off the ground a foot from the top of the shelf um, kept neatly away behind 
uh, glass doors away from any water. Like, this man takes very good care of these things. There's no dust around them whatsoever. He goes, I do not have much that I can offer you, but you may sit and I have some water. <clears throat> Though not many glasses. He goes and... That's okay. Like, slowly sits down in a chair, setting his violin on his lap. He goes, Well, what brings you here today? The grin and companions. Uh, honestly, mostly a matter of personal curiosity on my part. I, um... I had heard that some of my great-grandfather's comrades had settled in, had settled in this town, and... I just hope to meet with the, <clears throat> their descendants. Yes, well, I am the son of Wallace Gold, though I never met my father. My mother moved here with me shortly after the lions met their ends. <clears throat> I have been here ever since, and have used my life to collect books. What kind of books? The rare kind. Ones that have only particularly one presentation. I have focused mostly on the infernal the devil. topic. <clears throat> I focus mostly on aspects of the hells and the infernal, though I have delved into such things as the Feywilds, the Abyss, and astral plane for all that there is to acquire in books about the topic. Mm -hmm. They are but How very my... nine gates of you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the character, okay? Let's just hope he doesn't get murdered tomorrow. <laughs> um, for anyone who's still questioning, this is uh, a character from the nine gates that I absolutely love. Or the ninth gate. <laughs> mm. I just caught the case of him. I did watch it. I love him. Okay. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm going to watch it again soon. Mm. It is uh, With Johnny Depp. Yep. Oh, that one. Yeah, I haven't seen. Yep. I did. I haven't seen the full thing yet. Telfer copy. I've seen no. it so many times oh, at this point. Time. Not the Telfer. Telfer. It, it, no, Telfer no, is uh, Liana. It's the OG guy. He is... Torquia. I, I based him on uh, Aristad Tor uh, Torquia. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Well, that's Mr. who I was imagining yeah. the entire time. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's who he is. You're funny. Yeah. Love it. Anyway. Mr. Gold, have you heard of the Bright Guard? Thanks, Fucking assholes. I no, I don't believe that I have heard of the Bright Guard. I I have lived a very secluded of life, and I I don't associate with many people. Besides. You don't say. I have kept to my books, and I associate mostly with anyone who may. Procure more. Deals in For me. 
Uh, what was what was Ellen Grimaldi's title among the? Uh, Ellen Grimaldi does Ellen not have a. Known as uh, Ellen is not known as she is Brightguard. She has no title. Oh okay, okay. Yeah. Who else do we know from the Nonus? Uh, Nonus. Oh boy. Okay, you know the name. Mave Araldor. I honestly forget which titles and which names you know. Is is there likely to be one around here? Is is my main. Yes, you know there is a Nonus member here. Okay. Um, don't know their name. Know Ashan Renorum. Ashan Renorum. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck me, that guy. Oh, so the bright guy's working for Renorum. Got it. Okay. Uh, Ashan Renorum, which you do know the name of, um, because this was one of the letters you had deciphered that Iverius had. Uh, this person was uh, asking things about spatial magics, uh, things that can warp uh, known space and large areas <clears throat> okay so i you, will you also now know them to be a tabaxi yeah yes. who wears very very fucking loud clothing yes <laughs> very colorful clothing indeed um okay so i turn to ferdinand um interestingly enough your specific field of knowledge may be of significantly greater help to us than we could have thought. I had initially hoped to make this a social call, but we You're have so been... smart. We've been running into demons and devils all over the place lately. Some of them trying to recreate the War of the Nine Hells. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we believe that some people involved with all of that may be here in town. Possibly you know them. Well, I do not know many people. Do you know... If there is a, a name, I know. Well, yes, I do know this individual, though I have only met them once. And they asked nothing regarding the Nine Hells. They had instead asked to read one of my tomes about the astral plane. Of course. Oh, love that. Um, this is perfect for, he goes, uh, for more right, again. Uh, let me see. He gets up, slowly walks over to the bookshelf, kind of like runs his finger over the, the volumes and goes, ah, right, this one. Opens it, picks out the book, and you see it's this like dark, kind of purple-black leather-bound book. Um, not very large. Looks almost more like a notebook. Yeah, kind of goes over and Oh, hands it to you, and, like, this thing is aged and worn, and like definitely one of a kind. Opening it up, you kind of, like, flip through the pages quickly. It's a very technical book, for as much as you can make the astral plane technical. Uh, it goes over the different um, astral rivers, and how they function, being able to bring people from one part of the astral plane to another, and how the different uh, inner and outer planes connect to the astral through these rivers and different sections within. Um, it goes over the strange um, non-physical uh, movement aspect, where one can think themselves forward uh, within the actual plane rather than simply walk 
It also goes over the capability of projecting one's consciousness into the plane via a tether rather than physically moving there themselves. Um, again, it, it gets very technical at times with a lot of uh, magical uh, terminology being put in, and it takes like Smiley, Sigmund, and Morgan together to understand even part of it. You are trying to like read a engineer's like civil engineer's book written like eons ago. It is extraordinarily so I, complicated. Uh, I actually turn to uh, I turn to Ferdinand and I mention uh, oh, fuck I can't remember names. I, I I say that we actually have a contact in another town who may be very interested to correspond with you on this topic. Uh, you talking about Hiln? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, and then I, I actually mentioned that on, on, on a similar subject as this, or we actually were in the astral plane and experienced some of this firsthand recently. Hmm. I look at Morgan, go, maybe you should write some of this down. <laughs> she, she actually got tentacle touched by something in the astral plane. <laughs> you watched yeah, as Morgan actually better. does have her book out, and like the quill is just magically writing in it. <laughs> love it um perfect she can do that <clears throat> um he goes well this is uh only one of five forms that i have on the topic of the astral plane i do have much more regarding different layers of the hills and uh, aspects of the inferno you'd like, I'm more than happy to lend you time within my library. Mm, yeah. We might take you up on that. That would be greatly appreciated. As for Ashanra Norum, I, I personally recommend you stay as far away from them as possible. They're, they're part of a group called the Nonus Arcanum. They're shady as fuck. They're, they're no bueno. Less shady, more outright evil. They're difficult. Stab hmm. them. <laughs> or, you know, blast them into pink mist. All of They've it. Been, murder. Some of their members have been cooperating with, with demons from the Nine Hells. Hmm. Some of them are trying to bring That's back name. demons from the Nine Hells. <clears throat> Others are just... That's name. The Nonus Arcanum. I have seen it before. You have? <clears throat> yes, die. in a, in a very old book. Uh... <laughs> Do you I have, have it? To f I, I will have to find it. you be okay waiting a little bit? Of course. Can we try to help? <clears throat> it might be very difficult to find. Most of my books are... It's just unnamed. And, and he like goes to his cabinet and just kind of starts thumbing uh, the, the spines of the books, trying to find which one it is. Like Every now and then pulls one out, flips through it a bit, closes nope. it, puts it back. Nope. And Next. nope. Starts going through it. While he does that, can I look around see if there's any bugs in his house? And, and free pest he, removal. While he does that, I'm going to just straight up. I mean, not to not to offend him or anything, but I'm going to mention He's that clean. the house and everything seems to have fallen into disrepair. Uh, would he like for me to try and fix things up a little bit while I'm here? You know? <clears throat> um. It's kind of like 
Lions descending. Not entire, descending. not entirely passively, as he is like because he's focusing on trying to find the book. So he just goes, "Yes, this is the unfortunate thing with old money; it does run out after a certain time." To be honest, I, I am not looking to repair the estate much. My time is limited as it is, and I have used it. The only thing I would like to fall into cared hands are my books. They are precious to me, and I would like them to be taken care of after I die. If I may, find you a library. and I hope I'm not presumptuous, when you're gone, assuming, of course, they survive, May I have them to put them in a uh, to put to to create a library of this information for the public? Um, hmm. make me a persuasion check again. <clears throat> I'd like to conserve the books themselves, of course, but I feel that the information should be shared. It, information is always better shared. Part of the reason the world has gone the way it has <clears throat> is. Part of the reason the world has gone the way it has is because people guard information so jealously. <clears throat> Created a lot of evil in the over the years. The... And in return, of course, <clears throat> I will do my best to make sure you're taken care of in your old age. It is less the uniqueness, the, 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 the information that I wish to preserve, and more the unique existence of such books. Things have started to become easily replicatable, and I find that the essence of one of a kind will be rarer and rarer in current day. If possible, yes, um, you seem to have your priorities in decent array, and you are young enough that... You may keep these for some time still. Perhaps you'll be able to. Well, with luck, give them to younger generations to come. The only thing I wish is for them never to be copied. Keep them within a library, should you wish. The books themselves are the information. The books themselves are the information within them. One is inexorably tied to the other. One cannot create a book without the information there within. Or can one but the, but the unique copy information of the without recreating a book? Ah, but the binding, the artwork, the very soul of the book itself remains with the book. The information, by by copying the information down for others to see, we maintain the um, we maintain the uniqueness of the book, and it remains sealed, guarded for all time. Some things are not meant to be replicated, copied, or reserved past their initial creation. This is why things die. But yes, should and when I eventually pass away, I will make it so that these books can fall into your hands. And in the meantime, I will give him 300 or 30 platinum for maintenance of his estate. Uh, You try to hand it to him and he just goes no, no. It is okay. I have enough money to last me until my time comes. Until then, 
You keep that. It will be better served in your own hands. And at that, he goes, ah, pulls out a book. This one is pitch black. Oiled leather, but has slight aging cracks on it. Um, within the dark leather, he goes and he flips through the pages a few times until you see the symbol of the Nonus upon one of the pages. Beneath which is uh, a mixture of languages written together. And uh, through your combined languages and a liberal application of Comprehend Language uh, from Morgan and I think Sigmund has that. I won't require castings uh, for that. I don't have it prepared. I don't well, have it prepared. <clears throat> uh, you are able to understand what is written there and it is a, we'll say third-hand account of Iverius Ibn uh, back in the Infernal War. Some unknown author writing about him and his um, crucial role in trapping the nameless devil. Uh, the text goes on to describe uh, this devil in different ways. Uh, they are described as having strange horns resembling a deer's antlers rather than the usual ram uh, or, or uh, kind of like livestock horns that most devils have. They were known to be a nameless devil. Um, I'll say... Everyone make me a religion check. Deer antlers. That's, that's familiar to me for some reason. That sounds very much like Zizix. Ah, that's why it's familiar. I was gonna blurt it, but... Uh... Religion, huh? Not a thing I am very good at. Thirteen. As we can see. <laughs> Panic! Wow. Zero. Oh my God. That is zero. And that's that the paladin. Giant? Love that for us. Is that some new kind of giant? Wait, isn't our <laughs> paladin supposed to be proficient in religion? Not this one. Clearly. <laughs> Makes sense. Paladin I mean, to be fair, sense. this paladin follows the avatar of a god, not the god itself. That's fair. Um, so Morgan <laughs> is the only one who understands what's going on. Um, she explains devils and their names are closely tied together every devil has a specific true name that it can be called many devils rarely go by their true names as their names have power over them true names allow one to control a devil um it is how devils get promoted or demoted within the nine hells um and it is how one may banish summon or again otherwise control a a, a fiendish entity for a devil to not have a name is almost impossible as a name is created when a devil is created. It also means that a devil without a name is almost impossible to control both by mortals or the nine hells. Many are immediately killed. <clears throat> um, or, or otherwise imprisoned or somehow given a name uh, by which to uh control and chain them. So, when it mentions the nameless devil, that means that this was an extraordinary threat. It is a devil that went against 
the entire law of the Nine Hells. <clears throat> and the ways this is ascribed, you you hear that you see the name, the Nameless Devil, the Deer Devil, um, <clears throat> the Red Deer, or the Red Doe, um, and eventually the name Zizix. And it is mentioned it was a nonsense sound. It is not a name, it is just a noise by which the devil gave itself and does not even consider it to be its name. It was merely a way for others to refer to it. Um, very much how, you know, like Bruce Wayne doesn't consider himself Bruce Wayne, he considers himself Batman. Kind of that sort of thing where... It's what you call this thing, but it's not its name. Um, Fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, boy. It then... It's very Lovecraft of you. <clears throat> it also dictates something else that is both equally interesting and frightening. The fact that it names the Deer Devil, or Zizix as the one devil to come the closest to fully overthrowing the Nine Hells in its entirety. Whoa. This devil came the closest to overthrowing Asmodeus and the other Nine Lords of Hell. Um, it was Zizix who had actually initially proposed to cr the creation of of the Lord Fingers in order to lock away the Infernal Gates. Okay, so I'm gonna, as we're, <laughs> as we're discussing this, I'm gonna look up at Ferdinand and I'm gonna go, okay, um, <clears throat> well, we, we, we killed Averius, so that's, that's good. Um, it does mention two other Nonus members. <laughs> and unfortunately, poss possibly unfortunately, we banished Zizix. We're not we were not aware that he did not have a real name nor what that entails, so that may be a problem. Yeah, he's out and about. Yeah, he's just uh, floating around there. Okay, so what I thought was a mini boss might actually be the big bad. That's that that's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Um so yeah, it does uh, mention overseeing occultist Iverius Ibn. Um, yep, yep. It also mentions Arcanist Steward Udewin Farnas, which you guys do know the name of. It, you just I don't know if you knew the title. And it mentions um, Tending Physician Alina Ozalin. A title which you had heard, but the name you did not have to go with it. Uh, this was mentioned in Iverius's journal as one of the other founding members of the Nonus Arcanum. Her name is what? I'm typing it right now. Oh, thank you. Tending physician Alina Ozalin. <laughs> Alina. Look, I made the name before I met Alina. No tie. <laughs> It's still funny, okay? Yeah. Maybe I'll just let Alina control this to NPC. She gets to decide oh, what happens. Oh my <laughs> it's gonna fuck us up. 
Um, so yeah, you now have possibly a title and a name. I think the only one... I think there's just one that you're missing now, like in its entirety. Which would be... Dalin and Daliacalis. You do not know their title. And I think you don't know Maeve Araldor's title either. I'm not sure on that one. But the rest you know. There were how many in total so far? Uh, I don't know how many you know. I think there you know of eight now. You know, obviously. <clears throat> oh, you don't know Ashan Renorum's title either. You know Ashan Renorum, Zaley Ivatosh, uh, overseeing occultist Iverius Ibn, uh, Arcanist Steward Udelin Farnas, Vale Warden Baharis Irafina, uh, Dalin Emdalia Callis. And tending physician Alina Ozalan. So you're missing some titles for a few. All right. Okay, brilliant. Uh huh. And uh, it does mention that the tending physician, or Alina Ozalan, uh, was another key member or key uh, factor in imprisoning Zizix, as she was the one who crafted a uh, extraordinarily harmful toxin that was introduced to Zizix's system uh, in order to weaken him enough to be affected by the mirror. Hmm. So why why would Averius then choose to work with Zizix? Oh, you guys already know that uh, Averius double-crossed him. Yeah. Oh, that's what that was, okay. Yeah, Averius made a the deal with the Zizix. Is a little foggy. Yeah. So uh, during the Infernal War, Averius made a deal with Zizix for immortality in exchange for giving him a certain number of souls per year for his life. Um, and then double-crossed Zizix by entrapping him in the mirror in which he was unable to receive the souls, and Iverius was able to do with them what he wished. Did we figure out how Zizix got out of the mirror? Yeah, the mirror was shattered by the Lathan army. Yeah. Releasing everything there within. Yay. Right. Yay. They're just out there, you know. I'm in the open. Yikes. Ah. Big old ooze. Ah. Yep. <laughs> Ick is just out and about in the world, feasting himself oh, away. No. Uh, I am. I am so foggy on the timeline right now. We took out Lord Zed before Zizix was released. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, I was conflating the two. So they are not, in fact, the same person, and I had just forgotten that. Okay. No. Uh, Lord Zed, or Aphazeddin, 
was the leader of the cult of the Baylor. Afazeddin. Yeah. That's an Afazeddin. Okay. Old name was Afazeddin, who was the leader of the cult of the Baylor, a small sect within the Nine Hells who had created pacts right. with demons uh, during the war yeah. and were able to use and summon them at will. <clears throat> okay, so for anybody listening to the podcast, I retract what I said about us killing Zizik before or banishing <laughs> him. He is straight up free in the world, and I forgot because it was like, what, six months ago? A year or some shit like that that we took out Afazeddin? Two years ago. A while. It was a fucking <laughs> while. Yep. It's been and like Zizek, two or three uh, years. And Zizix escaped a while back too, so I was completely. Uh, Zizix. Zizix escaped months. about well, in our time, about three months ago. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's I can I can barely remember what I ate twenty minutes ago. So, <laughs> um, in terms of the world, oh, he escaped that. a week ago. Yep. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I, I turned to uh, I turned to Ferdinand and go yet. Yeah, Zizix is free now because that mirror that was in my my basement got destroyed by the army because of the rest of my family being pricks, as you knew about. Actually, it's entirely yeah. because you told them the mirror was there. <laughs> I also yeah. told them not to touch it. Yeah, but you. you told the army not to touch a nuke. Get, so they nuked themselves? Yep. Yep. They're dumb! <laughs> you think what was gonna happen? Gonna what, did you think I was gonna make any work? religious institution in my world intelligent? Hello? In- intelligent? No. Self-preserving? Yes. N- no. <laughs> if I, if I walked dumb, up dumb. if I walked up to the Pope right now and said, don't push that button or every Catholic goes to hell. Is he, he gonna, gonna push, push it? No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But no, he's gonna put it in the Pope Mobile, and he's gonna put that in the Vatican Library. It's gonna be the single most protected That's... button on Earth. You, here's the thing: is he's also not part of the military. <laughs> this he, is a religious he's military. Mili- he's literally the head of the Vatican military. Vatican military. This is more like when... mm, religious police. It's look. This is this is an army that is tied very tightly to a god. Despite Dude, the, the god Vatican being rebirth, a, he just the Vatican has you. A you gave army. the U.S. Army a nuke, as if if the U.S. Army was you know more Catholic than it already is. Okay, but they would nuke Hawaii or Nevada. They wouldn't nuke D.C. Yeah, but they're not smart. I made yeah. caricatures, not realism. Uh, like I feel like them and me have the same level of intelligence, which is not good. No, because I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure if if you went to if you if you looked at uh, if you looked at panic and you went, hey, if you touch this, something will stab you in the chest. Panic's not going to touch it. Maybe maybe maybe, maybe like brush up against it once to see how bad the stab is. But panic will say, I bet. Let's go. No, not full on like slam the button. You told panic not to do something. Panic's first thought is, do. I, but I don't tell Panic not to do something. I tell Panic, if you do this, hurt happens. <clears throat> That's fine. Because anyway. then I hurt back. Regardless, the specifics of exactly what happened are still yet. Oh. Anyway, if I if I tell all I'm saying is that if I tell someone not to do something and they do and then they do exactly that thing, I am not liable. Period. 
That's how. That's literally how liability works. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just saying. No, my. We fault. told them not to do something. They did something. It's on them. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> but now we gotta fix it. It's like don't put your feet up. On, don't don't put your feet on the on the dashboard of your car. Why? Because have you ever heard of injuries incompatible with life? And then if you do that it anyway, meh, it's your said. own problem when your fur when your femur goes through your skull. That being said, liability and responsibility are two separate things, and we need to. Um, That's a good one. We need to fix this. Oh yeah, we're going to fix it. I'm just salty about it because I told them not to. All they had to do was not do the thing. They had to go out of their way to do it. <sighs> yeah. Big old dumb there, dumb. There. That's and what are, we do. Why are they we trying to fix this? Like, what's the, what's the matter with them? Why are they trying to help us? Because they're instead stupid. Of, instead, we're still on the fucking run. They were like, oh, nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're all dead. Because <laughs> they're that's, gone. That's, they're all dead now. That's fair. They, we, they did unleash like nine separate nukes on themselves. Well, yeah. I know, ten. No, well, fun. Ten. Because two were not nukes. Because one was just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> one was just a dude. Just oh, man. Did he get nuked at the same time? No, he got released. <laughs> He's just out. Yeah, but did he, get, did he get released into the nuke, is what I'm saying. Eh. Who knows? Or is he just out here looking for revenge? He's probably just having an endless panic attack if he's alive. Yeah. That's fair. Comes back, just gets freed. Comatose in the fetal position <laughs> in the ruins of was, what was Ground Zero. Who knows? Or he just got eaten by Ick. Or that. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Like, I feel like being back in the mirror would be so much better right now. He's, he, he, he was suffering from severe isolation. Who knows what happened to Isaac Bold, the poor, poor man. Who betrayed his country for money. Yeah, if we find him, we should probably kill him. Straight up. Put him out of his misery. Never forget, he's the one who gave Averius three Lord Fingers. Yeah. Exactly. Put him out of his misery. I would gladly do that. One of which Sounds is still in the air. You found two of Averi of the fingers Averius had. Neither of which are in your possession. I know one is with graves, but where's the... Oh, never mind. I... Yerna. Yep. Well, <clears throat> so is there anything else you guys would like to do at Ferdinand's house? Or are you done? Uh, no, I'll just I'm just gonna try to like fix up the outside a little bit. Just you know, tend the garden a little, cut the grass. I mean. It, as, as mentioned previously with the Gardens family, these guys are essentially my extended family, and I like them better than I like my actual extended family. You know? I just eat the bugs. Nom, nom, nom. I mean, this this man has the air of someone who has come to terms with their end and is just 
enjoying themselves and living for as long as that lasts. Yeah, that's fine. I just, I, I think he might enjoy it a little bit more if things weren't overgrown, if things stopped squeaking quite so much, you know, if that drip upstairs can be taken care of. Just um, make it more peaceful. Yeah. He's content in himself. You guys spend like an hour or two maybe fixing his shit as he continues to just play his violin. Yeah, that's dude, that's yeah, fine. I just I want him to hang in. I, I know that like yeah, I just I'm having just that little in. drip can get really anxiety inducing and you know, if I can take care of that for him, I will. If he, he didn't want the money to take up to, for the upkeep, sure, that's fine. But like, you know Make the place nice. If I can. If I can when we go see uh, uh, when we go see Roxanne, I might introduce her to this guy because he's pretty fucking punk rock too in his own way. Um. Yep. So you guys are now getting into late, uh, mid to late afternoon. Was there anything else you wanted to do before the end of the day? Uh before the end of the day, I would. Maybe I would like should... to go see if I can. Catch a glimpse of a shan. I want to, yeah, I want to check out that house. Okay. Just <clears throat> scope it. Oh, little peak. Little yeah. I don't know if peak. I have <laughs> art for the outside of the house. I just have the map of the house. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you guys head over to the address that uh, Fleur gave you, and it's smaller than the two estates you were just at. Um, it's still a nice house, you know, but it's not lavish by any sorts. It's just a large home. Uh, you can kind of see within the home, um, but there are curtains drawn across the windows. The only place you can actually look into directly is at the back, there is a small uh, solarium. Mm. Um, Peeking. We'll say roll, roll perception. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's perceive, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I think I likely perceived wow. something. You perceived. Oh boy. I've perceived. Oh, Morgan. Oh. Oh, thank you. Yeah! <laughs> High five panic. Um, Same 16. We love it. Just missing Sigma. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I did something for one. Nine! So, I only have the map. I don't have, like, <laughs> you know, an outer visual exactly. But, uh, <laughs> so smiley crisis and panic, uh, looking into the solarium, you see, you know, as would be expected, a, a fine array of plants within the limited space. Um, <clears throat> there's, you know, there's, there's ferns, there's, uh, wonderful, colorful flowers, there's, uh, like water lilies and things like that. Uh, you do notice, uh, three things of interest. One, there is one, uh, flower a singular we'll say stem of flower because there's multiple bells on it that you do recognize 
uh, to be a ghost flower. Uh, the same flowers oh. you encountered within the basement of uh, Bahara Serafina. Uh, it That's fun. It is not exuding any ethereal nature or fog, um, as it seems to be contained within, like, you know, like a Beauty and the Beast, like, kind of glass cover. Um, there is some mist within the cover, but it is not escaping to any way. Um, and there's just that one stem of a ghost flower with, like, six to seven bells uh, hanging off of it. Uh, you see to the back of the room where the uh, the wall to the house is, where there seems to be a door, there are these two kind of plant hangers that have this strange black... I don't know if I would call it a substance, but it, like what seems to be a plant or a moss that kind of grows out uh, within and out of it, and it seems to have some sort of extended shadow coming off of it. Ah... <sighs> Darkness moss. Um, actually, yes. yeah, you've encountered this before. Uh, this is crow moss. Yes, we have. Uh, you encountered it within the oh. basements of the um, Clearwater Asylum or Sanatorium. <clears throat> and the last thing you notice yep. is it's a little hard to see, uh, but because the hangers, the plant hangers are directly next to what looks like a door. Or what could be a door. So it's a little hard to tell, but it doesn't look like there is actually a door within the door frame. There seems to be this um, kind of like shimmering black form there in place of a door. Um, but you can only vaguely see it due to the Chromos's shadows. Mm, maybe a door to the abyss or something. Not the abyss, the... Yeah, the abyss. Um, past that, uh, you can see, again, there are uh, a number of windows across the outside of the estate, most of which have curtains drawn. There's a second floor to it. Um, again, mostly curtains drawn, uh, or at least partially drawn. <clears throat> uh, during the, the day, you do not see much activity. Uh, around or within the house, but you do also have limited view. Mm -hmm. um, how long do you want to kind of like keep watch over this house? Like an hour tops. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, See so you. You know, you kick around for a little bit. I think we can spread out too, so we can like check the front and the back at the same time. Okay. So you uh, you kick about <clears throat> for a little bit. You guys kind of separating around, and you guys notice that the gargoyles are starting to take a little bit of an interest in you. As you have not moved oh. in some extended oh. time, you watch as nearby ones are just their heads slowly moving towards you and lingering on you longer and longer uh, each time. Keeping an eye on, you know, the loiterers. We'll, like, switch places from time Near to time. Near the like... end of the hour, mm -hmm. you guys notice a light uh, come on, or two lights come on. One within the... Actually, no, you can't see that one. Never mind. It's an inner room would not be able to see a light in 
Uh, you do see one light come on on the second floor directly above the solarium. The curtains don't move, but you do see a light. Hmm. Um, I'll say so, maybe a couple minutes after you see another light come on in a another window uh, somewhat to the left, we'll say, in terms of the map. Uh, kind of like nearby the uh, the first light's window. I can't really give rooms because you don't know what rooms are there. There's two lights on. They are small candle flame lights. All you see. But they look sort of normal. Not yeah. dimmed or anything. No, okay. they're not. I mean, they're dim because it's it seems to be uh, a, a, the light from a small candle. It's not like someone just cold on, turned on, like, you know, a two, three hundred watt cold white light <laughs> fluorescent or whatever <laughs> candescent light in the middle of a room. With no blinds. It is it is a the, the flickering light of a candle within the room. And you guys are pretty much within darkness now. Okay, then we'll skedaddle. Um, the most you catch of anyone within the home are, like, the silhouettes or shadows of someone moving past the curtained window in front of the flame at some point. And you do see, um, like, we'll say a, a feline-esque silhouette uh, within the room directly above the solarium at some point um, with these kind of, like, you can tell there's sheer fabric on them, as there is, again, a translucency to the silhouette at some point. Um, and you see a humanoid-esque silhouette pass within the other window, but past that, you can't tell uh, much else about them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know there's at least two people in this in this. Okay. Uh, Okay, then I guess we'll make our way out after that. We'll be like, mm -hmm. Alright. So, if there is nothing else you guys would like to do uh, within this day, you head back to the Pillar Trove uh, and get a night's rest. Uh, I'm going to spend as much time as I can before the long rest working, going to a workshop and working a little bit more on this thing. Okay. Um... Given that most of the blacksmithing pieces have been completed, um, you end up having to find a like a tinkerer's workshop, like a watchmaker. Um, yeah. Given the lateness of the day, uh, make me a perception check. Uh, perception, persuasion check. <clears throat> I will persuade them. I will persuade them well. I, and, I persuade them averagely. Um, they're a little reluctant to let you. <laughs> into the uh into the shop so late um they give you maybe an hour uh because that's when they're gonna close but they're not gonna give you much more time than that so make me a tinkerer's tools check dex yes dex this is to create some of the finer 21 pieces uh so 21 that is just barely able to create um the hammer uh, some of the 
locks that exist within the trigger mechanism <clears throat> and the trigger. <clears throat> but that is about it. All right. Um, I'm going to additional go... pieces to attach them within uh, the stock of the gun will take another another set of checks. That's fine. I could go back to the uh... oh. to the inn by way of a tavern. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy a bottle of strong alcohol. Two silver. Cool. And I am going to head to see Smiley. Okay. You go do that. Smiley, are you still up? Yeah, what's up? Care for some whiskey? Scotch? The door flies open. You said the magic word. So fast. (laughs) I pass him the bottle when I come in. I somehow fish out. I I fish two glasses out from seemingly nowhere. And uh, pour us each three fingers. Be fair, I will clarify, you are all staying in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's fine. The other two are too young to drink. That's fair. Yeah. And Morgan is I don't know, Morgan's passed out or something, I don't know. She'll steal it when you guys are sleeping. Morgan has passed out <laughs> catatonic for the moment. <laughs> yeah. Back again. Out. Just poking out. Sigmund just sits down and sips the Sips the scotch for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, so does Smiley. Panic and Crisis are hanging out. Being good old pals. Because we're cool. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I do have something in mind, but I will let them RP before. <laughs> oh, hold on. Before, before Sigmund really starts talking, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. Make sure we're not being. Um, what are you looking for? I pull out the glasses. I'm looking for divination magic. Divination in our room. Okay. Mm-hmm. In our room <clears throat> specifically. <throat> Make a perception check. Twenty-two. There is not currently any divination magic. He's going to take off the spectacles and fold them up and put them in his pocket. And then he goes, How long have we been adventuring together, Smiley? Well, I'm just kind of flown by for the most part. Why? I've met your family. Fucked up. And I've met some of, and today we've met some of the descendants of the original lions. And you have something I'm missing, I've realized. 
Trauma? No, you have plenty of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have plenty of trauma. I don't need any more. <laughs> no. What's that? You have legacy. I, I don't have any of that. What do, you, what do you mean by legacy, exactly? Well, you have family, something I never grew up with. Closest be, thing I have to it is... is to be fair... Haunting us, currently. And most of my family are us. not the kind one would want to have. I feel that's important to point out. No, but you have brothers who are sympathetic to you. You have... And I can relate somewhat to that, but you you also have a father. Something I never had. You have a history with the lions. I don't have any history with any anything like that. I'm genuinely alone. Singular. Not to discount your point of view, but I think you may be forgetting something here. What? You may not have blood ties, but as you've seen with me, that's... Those are often just as fleeting or just as terrible as not having any ties at all. If you look at Anik... And at, um... Crisis. That's it. Sorry, I'm having a hard time remembering the gecko friend's name. If you look at <laughs> Panic and Crisis, you see that they were all, that they found each other. They were born around each other. They, have, they shared literally no possible blood ties, and yet they're closer family than anybody I have. <laughs> you forget I, the closest family I had. Like panic and crisis is currently haunting us, and an agent of a hand coven. I, I I pause to let him finish his thought, and then I go, Sigmund, how long have we been adventuring together? Like so long, you guys. Months. For better or for worse, I consider you to be closer to me than. Most, if not all, of my family at this point. We may not get along terribly well sometimes, but I would have, <laughs> frankly, I would trust you to have my back in a fight over just about everybody else I know. I, likewise, with Crisis, Panic, even Morgan, though she chases too many skirts. Says the man who was holding knockers earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes like that are exactly what I'm talking about. Like it or not, you're the ornery uncle of this group. You have legacy, too. Suppose I hadn't considered that. Maybe you have to start, otherwise panic and crisis are going to get offended. Hmm. <laughs>
We should probably go to bed. We'll need an early start tomorrow. <clears throat> Alright, buddy. Keep the scotch. It'll be useful later. Molotov cocktail. Sounds about right. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, Sam. Yeah, me too. Sigmund, Sigmund gets up. Morgan's just sprawled out on a bed, I assume. Uh, yeah, there's probably. not really beds so much as there's like kind of floor Pillow. cushion bed cot things. This is very like shisha room for the deal. Oh god. Oh god. The, okay. Oh no. I, I'm gonna say it, but nah, fuck. Do what you were gonna do, Kevin. So I'm assuming there's blankets somewhere. Yes, there are indeed covers that you can oh, you know, put on yourself. It's still winter. So S Sigmund um, thinking about what Smiley said awkwardly, like picks up a blanket and puts it over Morgan and like covers Morgan and then goes to bed. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted you to do. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're the dad of the group now. Fuck it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Galdercast. This episode featured Dan as Alaric Smiley Grin, Sadie Bennett as Morrigan, Tanya as Crisis the Kobold, Georgia as Panic, Kevin as Sigmund Drakrum, and Sean as Dungeon Master. If you enjoyed the episode, consider leaving us a like, comment, or review, as well as share the episode to help others find our podcast. If you want to know when new episodes come out, you can always follow us on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher under Galdercast. You can also find us on Twitter at Galdercast for future episodes and possible channel updates, news, and other notifications. Lastly, we now have show merch. So if you'd like to help support the show, plus get some fun merch, head over to galdercast.creator-spring.com and keep an eye out as we continue to release more merch in the future. You can find all these links in the description below. Thanks again, and we'll see all you crows in the next episode of our adventure.